Yeah! I cannot imagine, Al, what Chris Taylor must have felt like, what he must feel like, because it's been about 12 hours, uh, 15 hours, whatever it's been, and I'm still tingling. I still feel like it happened to me, and all I was doing was sitting around having beer and pizza and watching it on TV. It was that good. By the way, how about just Dodger fans in general who are at the game? But, yeah. You know, look, you have certain moments in sports where you're always going to remember where you were, what you were doing, whatever the case is, whether Laker, Dodger, Ram, L.A., it doesn't matter, USC fan, UCLA. That's one of those moments in Los Angeles where every Dodger fan is going to – they were with their family watching the game. They were watching by themselves. They were at Dodger Stadium. They were at a bar or restaurant. They'll remember all that. It was amazing. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's start right here, Al. Mm-hmm. That Dave Roberts does some stuff that makes you go, what in the world? What What's happening? Why is he doing what he's doing? Mm-hmm. When he pulled Max Scherzer – there was one of those moments. It wasn't that he took him out. I thought it was the right decision to take him out. It was that when he took him out, Julio Urias was not the guy that was coming in. It was Joe Kelly. And then when he was done with Joe Kelly, it's Bruce Dark Gratterall. And then when he's done with that, it's Blake Trinan. And then when he's done with that, it's Corey Knable. It's just you're thinking, why do we have Julio Urias on this roster if it's not to pitch some of those innings along the way? And you know what? Every move he made worked. And we can look at it and say, huh? But he knew his squad. He made the right moves. It worked absolutely perfectly. So credit to Dave Roberts for pushing the right button at the right time every time. Listen, it's not always going to work that way. The problem is <laughs> the problem is in a you know, one-game wild card, you have no margin for error. You make the wrong call, your season is over. That's it, right? There's no – Dave Roberts had to be perfect yesterday, and he was perfect, Trav, and I think it's – for as much as we, we sit back here and, and give the players credit because sure. it was Joe Kelly that actually had to come out and pitch, and it was Gratterall that had a scoreless inning, and it was Trinan that almost pitched two full innings. It was um, it was Knable that came out. It was Jan- Jansen that closed out the game, even with a guy on second. They had to eventually – they had to make him look good. They made him look great yesterday, specifically that bullpen did. And the way it ended, and for a Dodger team that won 106 games, just wouldn't have been right. And, and I know, you know, I, I had a lot of people – hit me over the last couple days and just say as simple as this you don't want to play in a wild card game just win your division Mm -hmm. now I think it's very short-sighted and I don't think people understand what I'm trying to refer I'm not saying that the Dodgers won 90 games and they squeezed in and barely got into the postseason why are they in a wild card game no the Dodgers were in the most unfortunate position in the playoffs as any team in baseball and they were the favorites to win the World Series even still being in a wild card game now they get to go mano a mano with the other best team in baseball, and now you're actually going to get to see a five-game set where if the Dodgers come out on top, they earned it. They got a chance to have all their aces pitched. They got <laughs> batters to understand that if they didn't have one bad night, then it was over, and, and in that one game, Dave Roberts, the foundation of that. Yeah, so I, everything that we were scared about in a one-run game came to fruition. Happened. Right? It, 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 what happens if your ace is off? Check the box. What happens if you have to go get your ace early? Check the box. What happens if you miss opportunities early in the game to score runs with your best hitter at the plate? Check the box. Hmm. What do you do if you have to go left, right, left, right matchups? What do you what do you do in this situation? Check the box. Every single moment there was a decision to be made, he got it right. Here, here's one that kind of gets lost in the shuffle, I think, because of the way that the game ended. Okay, He got Albert Pujols up at exactly the right time. 
He got Albert Pujols against a left-handed pitcher in a perfect situation in that ninth inning. And to do it, he had to burn Gavin Lux. That's right. He had to, he had to insert Gavin Lux. In, he needs to be announced, so he's the hitter. So now the Cardinals need to make a move because they don't want a right-hander to pitch to Lux. So they bring a left-hander in. And because the rule is you have to pitch to three guys, now we put Pujols in. We take Lux out. Pujols goes in, and you get Pujols an at-bat against a left-handed hitter with the game in the balance. Which, which you kept managing. Which you kept saying, that's what you wanted to save Pujols for, right? Yes. That's why the conversation, yes. we spent two straight days talking about what do you do at first, now that Muncy's out, what do you do at center, because Bellinger had been struggling, and what, the scenario that you kept building out, and we had some callers call on this as well, use Pujols, use him later in the game. Use him in a, in a specific situation, and... Listen, I think it might have been Justin Turner that said this. That he talked about how we all thought Albert would hit a home run there in the ninth inning against I the St. Louis Cardinals. Everybody's really standing up, to. and yeah. he hit one. He hit one on a three-zero pitch that just you know he hit it on the dot. I think it, they kept emphasizing that the pitcher that was up for the Cardinals was a ground ball pitcher. They wanted mm-hmm. to keep the ball, you know, uh, didn't have a chance to elevate it. I guess you can say. Yep. Um, but everything kind of even matched up to some of the things that you were talking about, and even though it was out, it, it wasn't out. It was Albert at the right time. Look, look, he got to 3-0, and I've seen some tweets about this. I know that we had a call earlier about this, that Albert's mm-hmm. swinging at a 3-0 pitch. Look, let me say this. Albert Pujols gets to decide which pitches he swings at. Dave Roberts does not give him a take signing. That's Albert Pujols. If we're talking about the 10 greatest players of all time and you don't say his name, you've done it wrong. Okay, he's on that list. If he thinks he gets a pitch he can drive and it's a 3-0 pitch in a tie game, absolutely he gets to swing the bat. He hit that ball on the button. Mm-hmm. It just, he just hit it to the deepest part of the ballpark. He hit it to the warning track basically on a line drive. He did exactly what he's supposed to do. The ball just didn't carry enough for him. That I, I love the move. I Think about this, Al. Gavin Lux is arguably the Dodgers' hottest hitter that's not Turner or Seager, right? He's sure, the guy sure. that's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. He burned him with him out ever getting on base, with him playing defense, with him taking a swing. He got announced, so he's officially in the game, and then he pulled him out, which means he's done for the day. That takes, you know what, for Dave Roberts to to burn Gavin Lux, and, and let's give him some credit here, when you put in Billy McKinney at first base, when you decide that Luke Rayleigh is going to get a pinch hitting at bat early in the game, you're playing the long game. Okay, you Gavin Lux is a better bet than Luke Rayleigh. Gavin Lux is a better bet than Billy McKinney in these points. But he, what he's saying is, I'm going to hold some of these pieces back so they have to worry about when these pieces are going to get deployed later in the game. He could not have orchestrated that more perfectly than he did. We're going to call him out when he makes a mistake. He deserves a big warm hug when he gets it that right. It couldn't have gone better. Can I Can I also say this? You know, I, I didn't feel like Dave Roberts was managing – you know, sometimes you you can watch a coach. Maybe NFL is a good example. They go they go into a, a prevent defense. Like you're not. Sometimes people manage to not lose rather than to win. I didn't feel like Dave Roberts was questioning anything. Nope, I'm I'm walking out and I'm not having a conversation with Max Scherzer. I'm taking the ball from Max Scherzer. It, it seemed like every move that he made too. And maybe this is just part of the experience now where he is. Maybe it's part of, I have a World Series. No one could ever take that away from me. That's off of my shoulders. Maybe it was, no, no, no. 
I'm confident enough in my understanding of the game and this team and this roster and my confidence in these players. I'm going to make this call, and if I fall flat on my face on it, I'll go ahead and take it. That's okay. I, I felt like he there was no second guessing yesterday. He made big time decisions at a time that you know was was really the Dodger season on the he, line. He batted a thousand yesterday. Every decision he made worked out, and he orchestrated that game to the late innings to have his most dangerous weapon at the most important time. Great job by Dave Roberts along the way. You mentioned it. People at the game last night, Al. How about this? Jason and Downey was at the game last night. Jason, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Jay? What's going on, guys? So yesterday was rocking, man. We Dodger fans, we finally got humble pie. Had to play in this wild card game, and we're rewarded with that. Um, it, it just had it was rocking. It reminded me of when uh, Uribe hit hit that home run off the off the Braves when sure. when JT hit us into the World Series off the Cubbies. Um, I know it's not going to level up there with Gibby's home run because that's probably the greatest home run in Dodgers history. But with that home run. A lot of the association with that is is people leaving. Here, nobody left. I mean, it was so rocking that my wife texted me saying, I'm so jealous of you at the game that she bought us tickets for Monday's game, so I'll be there Monday as well. <laughs> and one little point, uh, thank you guys for giving Dave Roberts his flowers right now because he, he managed a hell of a game. We also got to give Kenley a hell of a game, man. Oh, yeah. That dude was lights out, and I feel like every time he does something great, we forget it. The minute he does something bad is, oh, Kenley needs to go. Kenley That's needs a great to go, point. A la, a la John Ireland and Bergman. But everything just went down perfect. And, you know, as always, let's beat them Giants. Have a great day, guys. You got it, Jason. Thank you. You know what I took out of that? I like what he said about Kenley. We were talking about him earlier and what a great job he's done. But my general takeaway from that phone call, mm-hmm. he's got a great wife. And any wife that sees that happen and says, I'm going to go buy tickets for the next game, that's a good wife, my friend. You did you did very well. Good job. That's awesome. She's like, yeah, yeah no, no, I'll get you tickets on Monday. By the way, you got to get out to Costco. <laughs> I need you to grab all this. Kids, pick them up. you got to drive them down to Orange County. Can, can I say one thing, Trav, and I think yeah. we'll probably spend a lot more time on this tomorrow because I think the emotions that, you know, when, when you're a fan of a team and you're coming off 12 hours ago, 15 hours ago of your squad winning the way they did – Tomorrow we'll spend a lot more time on this, but as good as Dave Roberts was yesterday, as good as Kenley was yesterday, as good as all these other, you know, whether it was Chris Taylor or um, uh, Justin Turner hitting the solo shot, the Dodgers are supposed to be where they're at. Mm-hmm. The the Dodgers, very simply put, you either win a World Series or it was a failed season, and and it's. It's such a unique position for L.A. to be in right now to having the Rams in that spot, the Lakers in that spot, the Dodgers in that spot. But all the Dodgers did, in my opinion, get over what could arguably be the biggest hurdle they had in the postseason. Now you got the Giants waiting for you. And it's it's going to be kind of a, a quick turnaround. You turn the page, and you go up to San Francisco, and you try to take care of the team that's been the best team in baseball so far this year. All right, it's time for the stat hero of the day, and this is just the easiest call in the world, Al. It is Chris Taylor for hitting that home run last night and putting them in that series against the Giants, like you mentioned, because here we know that they played 19 times, right? Dodgers and Giants, 19 regular season games. Giants come out on top 10-9, one game. Let's look at the runs through those 19 games. The Dodgers scored 80 runs. The Giants scored 78 Okay, let's go to total bases. The Giants had 249 total bases in that series. The Dodgers had 247. 
that you no matter how you slice this wins runs total bases it, it, this is a series that is going to come down to a big swing a big mistake an error uh, a, a, a mental error that these teams while the Dodgers on paper have a much better squad they've played 19 times and there is virtually no difference between the two uh, by the way, there is going to be, by the time we get to tomorrow, there's going to be so much anticipation. How the hell the Dodgers and the Giants never played each other? I, that's mind-boggling to me as well, and to start this thing up in uh, San Francisco will be pretty special. All right, Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fancy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fancy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 300% back on your first play. Go look at the matchups tonight in the NFL. You can uh, you know, certainly make your selections from the Rams. You can make some selections from the Seahawks as well. And then, of course, baseball for the next few days as well. All right, we got that coming up. We also are going to talk about the best home runs in Dodger history because we have a new entry, or entrant, I should say, into the, the pantheon of incredible home runs. But we're going to see if you can go back-to-back, back, Al. It is the NFL Pigskin Palooza Slee Salty Picks yep. on a yes. Thursday. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I was nervous. It did not affect my appetite. I got the wings in. I got the beers in. I got the pizza in. It was a, a win all around, Al. So I'm, I'm ready to do it all over again tomorrow night. Got Rams tonight. Do baseball again tomorrow night. I've already started my weekend, basically. No, you were a calm and cool collective yesterday. I think you had tweeted out after the second inning, 3-1 <laughs> final score. That was your prediction. Yeah. I, and when he spiked that slider and it went to the backstop, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is real. This is a really super fun format. This is this is awesome that the best pitcher in the National League can't find his stuff, and we're going to lose because he has uh, one bad day. Super fun format. All right, it's time for the pig skin Sliwa salty prognostications. Here's where we are through the first four weeks of the season. Trav has won two weeks. Allen has won one. The guests have won one. The point totals, Al has the lead in the running total with 18. I've got 12. The guest cumulative total is 11. We have a guest picker each and every week. So if you want to be a part of that, you can reach out on Twitter at Travis Rogers to do it. This week's guest picker, Francis in Glendale. Francis, how are you feeling today? Sweet Francis. Jack, sweet cheese. Hello. Hello. <laughs> What's going on, Francis? How we doing over there? Okay, can we get Taylor? Can we get that the we get the uh, the, yeah, the music. music in the background? Yeah, we we got to get the this. vibe going here. The NFL pickums here. All right, there we go. Now we're feeling it. Here comes okay. the first game. We're going to start mm-hmm. with the game that's being played tonight. Don't forget that the pregame show starts at three thirty. The Rams on the road in Seattle, taking on the Seahawks. Alan Sliwa. The Rams are a two and a half point favorite going into Seattle. Who do you got? All right, I think Rams are a better team. I think Rams have a lot to prove. I still think Seattle wins the game. If they win it by a field goal, I don't think that's a shock. I think it's going to be a close game. It's such an incredible environment to to obviously have to get a win in Seattle. It's a divisional opponent. This is as big for Seattle as it is for the Rams. I'm going to take Seattle, and I'm going to put this at 
two for me. All right. Al's got the Seattle Seahawks at two. I'm up next. Everything he just said is true, but he left out one important part, and that is Sean McVay very, 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 very rarely loses back-to-back games. It's only happened five times in five years since he's come to L.A. I think that they go up in Seattle where they've had some success. I think they win the game, and I feel so good about it. I'm going to put it at number one. I'm going to take the Rams at the lowest possible spot, number one. Francis, who you got, Rams and Seahawks? I am also taking the Rams at number one. It's going to be a close game, so I do not have confidence in that one. Yeah, that's that is a, that one could really go either way. I can see. By that. the way, all, right, all, so. all four games, uh, and this just kind of shows you how good this weekend's going to be with baseball, with NFL, with two more Laker preseason games. It's a damn good weekend we got <laughs> coming is, up, Trev. It is a good weekend. Let's go to the next game, the Raider game. They are hosting the Chicago Bears. The Raiders are coming off of their first loss of the season. They are five and a half point favorites against Chicago. I am going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. I do not like what I saw from Derek Carr. I I do not like what I heard from Joey Bosa about Derek Carr, so I'm not loving the feeling of this one. I'm going to put the Raiders at number two and give the Bears the five and a half points, which brings us to Francis, Bears, Raiders. What do you got? I have the Raiders winning outright, and I put three on that one. All right, so he's got the Raiders, and he is also – There you go, laying five five and a half – Al, you're going to bust it up? You're going to go Bears? You're going to make it a clean sweep? Uh, I'm going to bust it up a little bit. I, I still don't – I'm still not sold on the Las Vegas Raiders. And, and I know they played a tough game against the Chargers. Chargers obviously dominated that game. I'm not completely sold. That doesn't tell me that the Bears are going to walk in and handle business in Las Vegas. But five, five and, a and a half seems like a lot of points. So I'm going to take the Bears in this one. My confidence level, I'll put this at a three. Okay, so the Chicago Bears in number three. Francis, you're up next. You're going to go first on this one. You feeling a little pressure to represent the listeners in this game? You guys are in last place in the picks. You, you got a little pressure Fra- on Francis, let me tell you something. Francis, it's not your fault. I hired a bookie. I have a <laughs> payroll of six, seven guys deep right now. I, I, there's a lot on the uh, – there, there's a lot of checks I'm cutting to win this thing. All right, so you get the bat leadoff right here. Well, Let's I'm use a- – go ahead. As a Clipper fan, I'm used to being like in last place. So I mean, third place here. <laughs> well, had we known, had we known you're a Clipper fan, you wouldn't have got to do this in the first place. So I'm glad you saved that till uh, the middle of the yeah. picks. Let's yeah. go to the Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers are at home again. Big game against the Cleveland Browns this weekend. The Chargers are laying a point and a half. Who do you got, Chargers Browns? I have the Chargers winning that, and I put four points on that one. Oh, he's going big with the Chargers there, Al. Who do you got, Slee? Hey, if we're going to gamble, let's freaking gamble. I'm going the Browns. I'm putting four on the Browns. Um, Chargers are playing some great football, but this is what happens in the NFL. Just when you start feeling good about a team, uh, usually uh, I guess the averages will eke themselves out. I think the Chargers are a good team. I don't think they're four and one team. I'd be surprised through the first five games they get to four and one. Browns, no question about it, capable winning in uh, in Los Angeles. I'll take the uh, the Browns with four points. This is a swing game because I'm going the Chargers as well, and I'm going at four. So some, somebody's going to make up there a big go. chunk here because well, everything you said gamble. is true, Al. The Browns, Baker Mayfield has the worst quarterback rating in the league of guys that aren't rookies or Ben Roethlisberger. He has not played well all season long going on the road. So give well, me the I appreciate Clippers. you guys uh, sharing that stat with me prior. prior <laughs> hey, you, you're the one with bookies. You should have you done your homework along the way. You get the last game uh, here out. <laughs> Buffalo, Kansas City, Sunday night football. The Chiefs are three-point favorites at home. 
the bookies were off on Thursday. Um, all right, <laughs> Bills Chiefs. You know I'm going to do this again, and this is arguably this is the game of the week, other than the Rams and the Seahawks. It's a fantastic game. I'm going to pick the Bills in this one. I don't have that much confidence. I'm going to go a one on this one. Um, Chiefs are favored by three. Let's go Buffalo. Uh, Chiefs have been kind of up and down all season so far, but I'll take the Bills. All right, Francis, Bills and Chiefs. Kansas City, Kansas City is a three-point favorite. Who you got? Uh, the Chiefs winning, that's obviously the two. Uh, they can't be that bad where they're going to lose to Buffalo at home. All right, so I will go last on this one. I, too, will take the Kansas City Chiefs. I only have the three spot left, so give me the Chiefs at three because I don't see them losing back-to-back games at Arrowhead Stadium. They lost to the Chargers, of course, in Patrick yeah, Mahomes. They need to get gotta, going. They're, they're in the last just place in their win. division. Chiefs just got to win by one. Been by, win by win. one or two. That's all. Yep. There you go. That will work, too. All right. Appreciate you, Francis. We'll let you know how it all shakes out on Monday morning because our last game is the Sunday night game. And the listeners kind of get back into this. They need to They need to represent themselves a little bit better, Slee. Well, this is going to be very simple. I went. Uh, I, I, I was out there on these picks. Uh, and some of them I actually feel pretty decent about. The problem is anytime I feel good about any of my NFL pickums, it doesn't go that way. So, <laughs> so true. We'll see what happens. We'll see so what happens. So true. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. An iconic home run from Chris Taylor last night. I'm going to play some of the other ones for you as well. Where does Chris Taylor rank? It's a lot higher than I think a lot of other people might have it. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's a pretty good call. Brian Anderson right there on that call. So for you, Al, with the walk-off home runs that the Dodgers have had in the postseason, that makes number four. Of course, we know Kirk Gibson. We have Max Muncy in the World Series against the Red Sox a few years ago. We've got Justin Turner against the Cubs in the NLCS years ago. Where does that one fall for you? So I think a lot of this has to do with the predicament, right? Muncy hits the hits the home run. That's in the 18th inning. They right. go. This is against uh, this against Boston, but they're still down two games to one. They don't end up winning the World Series. So I, I think that kind of plays a part of it. This, as an example, if if he hits that home run and then they beat the Red Sox in seven, maybe that changes it. The Justin Turner walk off. Bottom of the ninth, a three-run homer. It's 2017. Now maybe that one should have been higher because of how you know 2017 played out. Um, yeah, right. This is this is where I'm going to wait for a quick second on Chris Taylor. This is why because if the Dodgers end up winning, let, let's say this happens, Trav. Dodgers were going to be most dangerous to the rest of Major League Baseball when they were going to be most dangerous after the wild card game. 
if this catapults them and they run through the Giants and they handle business against, let's say, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and then they get to the World Series and, and beat whoever, this will go down as because of that predicament, that situation, a one-game playoff, it, the stakes will have even been higher. So I, I, I think already it's bigger than the Muncie and the Justin Turner just because they didn't result in a World Series. But let's see how this all plays out when it's all said and done. And then obviously Kirk Gibson, that's, that's on the top. Yeah, let's take a listen to old Max Muncie and the the home run in the 18th inning that beat the Sox. That that sounds pretty good. That's <laughs> not that crowd going. But, hey, wild. but how crazy is that? Muncie with a walk off in the 18th. Oh my gosh! It's yeah, like, what? That game was like okay. Some somebody just end this thing. Anybody? Needs anybody to just end, end the damn game. game. Muncie did it. He did it again last night. By the way, Justin Turner didn't hit a walk off home run, but he hit a home run that at least let Dodger fans for a few innings catch their breath. Make it 1-1, but I don't know if it matches up to the one he had against the Cubs a few years ago in the NLCS. That sounds doesn't, pretty good, too. <laughs> Trav, doesn't doesn't Turner just kind of give you a calming effect? Like, the guy's been in the league. Uh, he's been successful. He's a veteran. He's been in a lot of these situations before. We spent a lot of time talking about a lot of different players that we highlighted from yesterday's game. In a weird way, Justin Turner's solo home run is not talked about nearly as much as it probably should. Didn't that seem like a very soothing moment for if you're a Dodger fan or you're you're you know part of that Dodgers organization? One one tie to just hey. We can start over again. We're not chasing. We're not a run a, a run away from St. Louis. Now they're up two. It, yep. Didn't it seem like it just calmed the waters for the Dodgers? I, I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on. And, and let's go back to last offseason, right? Justin Turner's a free agent. Yeah. And, and, and the Dodgers have a decision to make. And Justin Turner has a decision to make because – the Dodgers came up in their offer, and Justin Turner had offers that were elsewhere in Major League Baseball that were probably for longer years and for more money. And both sides made that decision. You know what? This is best for both of us because everything that you just said, Slee, is what he brings to that team. Calm, steady, professional, not scared, plays every day, just a, just the most calming presence of a guy. Look, Justin Turner's not going to go down in the Hall of Fame, but Justin Turner's an all-time Dodger. He is an all-time Dodger player. You know, I for for somebody like me who is you know fell in love with the Dodgers in the '70s and the early '80s. Steve Garvey was always my favorite guy. Okay, Steve Garvey was my guy, and Steve Garvey was a great player, multiple-time All-Star, an MVP, just a great player. Steve Garvey's not in the Hall of Fame. I would argue that he should be. He's not. But to Dodger fans, Garvey's the man. That's Justin Turner for this generation. Just big hit after big hit after big hit. He, he And it's so wonderful that he did that last night and brought all those things back to him. But, of course, the goat of walk-off home runs, you're never, ever, unless it comes to Game 7 of the World Series and you have a broken leg, you're not doing better than this. The game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. You could yeah, sit that's up. not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. You could sit up. Mm-hmm. for a thousand years mm-hmm. and somebody tell you what's going to happen hey listen this guy he can barely walk okay he, he can barely walk he's going to come up in the bottom of the ninth inning and face a pitcher that is as good as anybody has ever been no one has ever pitched better than this guy and he's going to hit a home run 
and he's going to limp around the bases, and the place is going to go wild. You have 1,000 years to get ready for that moment. You're not calling it better than that. You're not calling it better than in a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened, and that's why Scully is Scully. It is the perfect call in the perfect moment with zero preparation, just bam, there it was. You know, it's funny you say that because a lot of times some of these surreal moments that happen in sports, the call is so connected to the moment. You know what I mean? And if it's it's Vince Scully that's making that call – it's a different type of connection than it was somebody else. And that's, you know, there's national broadcasts out there that are sure. amazing. They're great. They're unbelievable. But when when I heard Chick Hearn make a call versus Marv Albert, it's a, there's a completely different. different They're both great, to it. but they're different, right? They're different. Yeah, they're, yeah the well, connection's think, think obviously going to be different. Think about this. And, Taylor, I don't know if you can find this in, in a couple of minutes. Take your, but, but Jack Buck, who is a Hall of Fame broadcaster in his own right, was on the national radio call in that moment. And this is that that is the I don't believe what, what I, just I just saw, saw. which is mm-hmm. awesome too. Mm-hmm. It is yeah, right. an incredible call, but you're you're right, Slee. It's the sculliness of it all. It's not just an amazing home run from a legendary player with Well, it is all of that. It's and, all, then, and then on top of scully, that. <laughs> a, a, a just a, a perfect scully moment to uh, on top of it. Look, I'm gonna put Chris Taylor right behind Gibson. Gibson's number one. Gibson is number one and always will be. But those other two, they didn't win the World Series, and they didn't end the series. They didn't end. It wasn't, okay, on to the next round. They were big moments, but it wasn't just, okay, let's let's go on to the next. Just just a, a fantastic. You got it, Taylor? Let's take a look. Gibson swings and a fly ball to deep right field. This is going to be a home run. Unbelievable. A home run for Gibson. And the Dodgers have won the game five to four. Pretty damn good. How good is that? Yeah, I mean, pretty it's, damn it's good. Two guys that are as good as anybody that's ever done it, and just two that's, two different know, feels. That's that's fascinating because it's two iconic calls on the same call, <laughs> and those are two of the most iconic calls. Like nobody's going to not know those calls. They're gonna. They're. Do you see what I'm saying? Like that's that's very unique. Yeah. That you had the person. Um, from the local broadcast, the person from the national broadcast, and both of those calls are iconic in their own right. And, and just, you know, because, it, keep in mind, the Scully call was the national TV call. That he, that they, that he was the one calling these games on national TV. That's he, Joe, uh, Joe Garagiola, Vince Scully. They'd call the World Series. That's who, instead of, right now it's Joe Buck and John Smoltz, it was Vince Scully and Joe Garagiola. And that he was the Dodger guy just kind of puts the entire thing in, in a whole nother. Have I, you, I, by I, the way. I could listen to it literally all day long. By the way, have you given thought to tomorrow yet? Like, have you thought not about yet. that no, or not really? Now. Come on. No, now. I'm, I'm, I'm curious because Why I know. Why do you do this to me? I, I, this is, I say this is it, agenda-driven bad guy stuff by you right now. <laughs> I I say it because that conversation is going to start. It might start, you know, Mason and Ireland might start bringing it up today, uh, or maybe they won't. Maybe today is going to be just strictly you just kind of you you take in the moment. But I, I cannot tell you how to have these two squads go up against each other. I can't tell you how right it feels to let these two slug it out. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all season mm-hmm. long, 
all you did for the last 30 days, Trav, is if you were watching a Dodger game, you were also looking at what are the Giants doing. You did that for 30, maybe 60 days, something yeah, along those right. lines. And now finally it gets to be mano a mano in, in the way it's supposed to be rather than some random wild card game derailing that. I need to enjoy it for the rest of the day. I will go into anxiety mode sometime around, uh, let's call it 1130 tomorrow. I'll, we'll see what the Rams do to my mood later this afternoon. We'll see how I feel coming into that one tomorrow morning. But I'm going to enjoy the Dodger stuff before I start thinking about all the things that can happen in the in the Giants series because last night was rough. It went right up until that ball landed in left field. That was a that was a rough night last night, but ultimately a fantastic night. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. I'm still high. I'm just still feeling so good about what we got to see last night, Al. I I, I, I like how you, probably you confuse it. I'm still high. <laughs> I, like, what? I didn't do that last night. I what? had beers last night. What, Trev? <laughs> it was so good. The pizza was good, too, but the, the ending of that was I'm sure was it was. I'm sure the pizza was amazing. the greatest pizza you've ever had in your life. <laughs> Were, uh, did you get to see the whole thing? Were you done with all your Laker stuff by the time it started? The only thing I missed was probably – and I could still watch it, uh, maybe the first inning and a half at most. Uh, you know, in our studio, we got all the TVs up, so the TV's obviously uh, on there. And then I'm playing, I'll play AD sounds, some coach sounds. So I, I had I had opportunities to see uh, even the beginning of it, and then after the second inning, saw the whole game. You should have seen my face when Max Scherzer threw that wild pitch in the first inning. I was, I can't yeah, believe I, this I is could how already, it's going to end. I could I, already <laughs> see you just starting to, we'll I, take I, the check. We'll take I, the check. I can't sit here for another four hours and ten minutes and have this entire thing come unglued. I just I cannot watch this. And then the dot, it just the whole thing. When Turner got the hit, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a nine eight game. This is gonna be one of those days, one to one going into the bottom of the ninth inning. Just absolutely fantastic. They went I, down. They went down one nothing, and I could already saying, uh, we'll get the bill, and we're gonna split it on four cards. We're splitting it on four cards. <laughs> Not right. paying for anybody. <laughs> Pretty much. It's kind of close to how it went. Let's go to the dump. All right, let me start with this, Al. Are you a, a hard seltzer guy? Do you like yourself a truly a White Claw, one of those sorts of deals? I know those things kind of just took off. Yeah. I'm not really – no, it's not really down my lane. Okay, so it's not really for me either, but I will say this. My wife likes them, and I've tried them, and I don't hate them. Like, if you're telling you me it's a, a good hot summer day. Strawberry one, a lemon lime. You probably find, yeah, good seltzer on the those. The lime one is pretty good. The red, the raspberry ones, and poured over ice. It's a nice little change of pace in the middle of the okay. summer. It's not bad to go. So that's a summer thing with the seltzers. Mm -hmm. How about this? Bud Light is coming out with a fall-themed hard seltzer pack. Here okay. are your flavors. Mm -hmm. Pumpkin spice. Oh, you must love that one. Apple crisp, okay. Maple pear, and perhaps most disturbing, toasted marshmallow. Do you want a toasted marshmallow flavored seltzer to pass your lips? Okay, if you have to have one of them, which one are you having? You Easy. have to try one. Apple Easy. crisp. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, Apple that's what I'm doing is too. The only way. Pump. First of all, you know my feelings on pumpkin, so I'm yeah. out on that. Pear, maple. I don't mind. But, but maple, but maple? I don't want not, a well, maple with that. flavored. If I want maple, I want a little note of maple in my bourbon. Just a little mm -hmm. note at the back end of the finish. I don't need a maple pear flavored hard seltzer. No, That's I'm good. not my jam. I'm good All on right. that one. 
How about this? LeBron James is going to hit 100 million Instagram followers in the next few weeks. And you're saying, okay, he's super famous. How famous is he? LeBron James has 99.8 million Instagram followers. The NBA, the NFL, Major League Soccer, no the way. NHL, and Major League Baseball combined have Come fewer now. followers than LeBron James. How about that? I thought Roger Goodell's pool was bringing everybody in on Instagram in the NFL. <laughs> they just have a picture of Goodell representing the NFL. That's all they need. Everybody loves Goodell. That's 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 crazy. And I, I don't think you understand this, or maybe you do. Do you know how, you know, we talk about LeBron going into his 19th season. You know what this dude's got set up once his career is done? You know, once his, Do you know how powerful it is to have that many followers? Do you know anything that you do or represent a business or a company or anything. Do you know how powerful that is, Trav? You just said that's more than all these leagues combined. Yep. That's that's yep. insane. Their, Absolutely their, insane. Their total is 96.3 million. So he not only does he win, he wins kind of comfortably along the way. Look, I've said this. I, I don't know if we've said it on this show. I've said it on other shows and, mm-hmm. and, and other places. LeBron James is drastically underpaid. Drastically underpaid. Look, 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 and this is just a good example of it. I know he makes whatever he makes, only forty million yeah, or whatever the number is. I know he a, makes. It's a discount. It, it's it's a lot more than that off the court. The he is the NBA. I know there are other great players, but the influence that he wields, the attention that he draws, if he's in a game, the eyeballs that come along with it, that whatever he pay, whatever he gets paid by the NBA or by the Lakers, it the, he's giving him a discount. He you couldn't pay him enough based on the amount of attention he draws. To okay, uh, you ready to guess who has the most Instagram followers in the world? Is it and it's an athlete. Nope, it's an athlete. Is is it Messi? It's not Messi. Is it Ronaldo? Cristiano Ronaldo has three hundred and fifty three. He's got triple the amount of LeBron. Three fifty three million. He's looking down at Bron, saying, "What's your deal? What you don't have any friends down there?" That's amazing. He's got two L. Then Ronaldo is underpaid times three along the way. That's uh, <laughs> that's extraordinary. I, I I'm not surprised that it's him, but that he has triple triple. I get it. Messi two hundred and seventy two. Messi two hundred seventy two million. I, I get it. That the NBA. There are parts of the world where maybe it's not super popular, and soccer's popular everywhere. But triple. That's uh. That's something else. All right. Uh, ALDS starts today. You got the White Sox and the Astros, the Red Sox and the Rays. Any of those teams that you look at say, you know, I'd like the Dodgers to avoid them, assuming the Dodgers can take care of their business? I, you know, I said this weird talking about the road or the path that Dodgers got to do this. Now you got to go take care of San Francisco. I don't know about you. And I, I know the Astros are incredibly dangerous. Don't you want to see Astros take on no. the Dodgers in no. a World Series? I don't. To then I mean, go up against look, the Astros and stick it to them? It's a really interesting question. And and with the scenario that you just painted, Lee, I like it because it ends with the Dodgers winning and sticking it to them. But I you're will, fearful of the other they're, scenario. They're, they're good. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good. I, I hate their guts for what they did, but they're really good. And, and while you and I don't share this opinion in that clubhouse, they're, they think we only won because we cheated? Okay. Well, you, you think so, huh? All right. You think Carlos Correa can't get a hit if he doesn't know? Oh, okay. Watch this. Great. Alex Bregman is really good. Jose Altuve, he's really good. The, these guys, they're, I, look, out of these groups, give you me want the Red rematch. Sox. They're the worst no, team. I get that, but I think you want a rematch. I think you want to 
I think you want a chance to go mano a mano against the Astros. You want to do it without trash cans and cameras and <laughs> cheating and all that other stuff that comes with it. I, listen, it'd make for a phenomenal storyline. I understand what you're saying is, no, that's a good squad. They could win the World Series without cheating. That, that That's actually realistic. Uh, and actually, that, that part's interesting, too. You forget what their motivation is. Their motivation is we want to prove that we can do it without the assistance of technology. And one other thing, too. Then they've been singing this song for a long time. It's like you can think, really think we were the only ones doing that? I know we're the only ones that got caught, but you really think we're the only ones doing it? Okay. All right. We'll watch this. And it'd be great to watch, but I don't know. All right. Let's go to this one here. Juan Soto. I know we mentioned this earlier. Out at yep. Dodger Stadium last night wearing Trey Turner's jersey. And he had Max Scherzer jerseys in the stands as well. But how great is it seeing an active major league player, a really good one, going out and supporting his boys in that game? No, I loved it. I respected it. And, and listen, you know, it's not like he was wearing a Dodgers jersey. He's still wearing a Nationals jersey. I'm out here <laughs> to support my guys that got traded in the uh, – uh, at the trade deadline and are obviously doing work for the Dodgers. I loved it. And, and it, it's not a – that's a high-profile name. That's a baller. He's one of the, you know, He's candidates to win MVP. So He's a dude. I thought it was cool, and I, I, I liked – seeing Scherzer give him love right after the game, too. I loved his tweet, too. That I, I, I didn't know how fun it was to watch a home run from the stands. Just great along the way. All right, how do they find the pods, Lee? Because today's a great show. They should go back and listen. All right, ESPN app or on iTunes, the full three hours, uh, Monday through Friday. Obviously, you we'll always do the show. You can always catch it on the podcast. Just search Travis and Sliwa. Rams coming up tonight. Don't forget the pregame show starts at 3.30. We have got you covered right there. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 9.55. Mason and Ireland are next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Go Dodgers!